You're listening to Once, episode 136, The Tower, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and joining me as a special guest to fill in for Jeremy. Hi, I'm Hunter. And Jeremy couldn't make it tonight because he had a business meeting he had to go to. So Hunter, I really appreciate your jumping in, and you'll be joining us also on the Full Discussion podcast this Wednesday as we record our full thoughts. Yes. (laughs) What did you think of this episode? I really liked it. It was very different. It was filmed yeah. very differently. It it seemed a little freaky at times. Yeah, it was like horror film. Like one. Well, I know we're just like jumping all over the place. One of the notes I wrote down though was the Grudge. Did you ever see that movie? No, no, I didn't. Okay, it 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 was filmed very similar to that movie. Huh. Like the way the that hooded creepy person walked and did the things and the the doll with the head spinning (laughs) all that kind of stuff it reminded me of the grudge yeah jenny and i will watch the the teaser the promo clip after we've recorded our podcast about the last episode so that way our discussions of the current episode isn't previous isn't tainted by seeing the promo for the upcoming mm-hmm. episode. So when we were watching Wonderland this last week, I saw the promo for this episode on, and we both thought, whoa, this seems like a Halloween episode. In yeah, it, it doesn't fit in the March time frame, but it still was really cool. It's filmed really well. And by the way, these are just our initial reactions. So we're going to be a bit all over the place in bringing out things that stood out to us. And it won't be completely making sense, but that's where you come in to provide us feedback for our Wednesday full discussion. And I'll tell you more about how you can send us your feedback a little later on in the episode. One of the things that was an interesting twist in this episode is that Zelina isn't trying to kill people by using their own fears, but she's capturing their courage. Yeah, maybe so that she can fight them later, because then they won't have the courage to fight her. Like, she's trying to break the people down, I guess. Yeah, I could see that, and it also gives us a nice little nod of what happened to the lion in The Wizard of Oz, is that his mm-hmm. courage was taken from him by Zelina. Yeah. Oh, yep. It's so strange. I don't. I I want to see how what other ways she gets it because once now that they figured out kind of what it was and that it was him and are, she's still in the courage. I want to know how she's going to get it from everyone else, or does she just need his courage? Because mm-hmm. he's like the brave one. Prince Charming has got no fear. Yeah, that's the thing. I wonder if if you get Prince Charming, is he the top one? So if you get him to fear then you get everyone else to fear as well. I don't know. So strange. <laughs> I'm really wondering, what is Zelina's deal with babies? Why does she want to help Snow so much with the baby? Because I don't think just, in a sense, poisoning Charming like this was her goal. I think she wants to get in with the whole gang, so that way people don't suspect her as being the Wicked Witch. Keep oh, your enemies or keep your friends close and your enemies closer. 
what a terrible scene that was. I think the dream sequence at the beginning, Emma saying, you failed me, but really yeah. illustrates Charming's fear. Yeah, I mean, well, they did lose her twice, as he said later in the episode. So, I mean, that is a big thing that's on his head, on his mind. It feels a little weird watching the past or the almost present day Enchanted Forest. Everyone in their Enchanted Forest outfits and everything looks Enchanted Forest-like. But they're talking about Emma and talking about Storybrooke and talking about modern things like that. Because every time we've seen them in Enchanted Forest before... It was a flashback of old yeah. stuff. You know what I really want to see them say? Like, man, I wish I had a cell phone right now. Like, <laughs> that would just make it. Yeah. <laughs> or I miss my TV or something. What did you think of Rapunzel? I really liked her. I really liked it. Um, it was very different than the original story, and I'll go into that a lot more on Wednesday. But I liked it. I loved her dress. That's one thing I made a comment of. I was like, I love her dress. I know some people, when we were doing the live show with our chat room, some people were saying that maybe her brother is Flynn, or was Flynn, from the Disney movie. Oh, Flynn Rider? Yeah. Huh. That'd be really strange. So now we see another <laughs> king and queen of another neighboring kingdom near the Enchanted Forest. So this yes. is a place of many kingdoms. Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like they're all relatively close. So... They can get to each place very quickly because I think from when it seems like when Charming when Charming uh, rescued her and got her down the tower, and then the time that she met her saw her parents, it couldn't have taken that long. Right. Like it's not like we're going to keep you here at our kingdom for months and months and months while we wait for your parents to come. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like there was some kind of actual gathering, but if I, I believe that was the same room where Queen Ava was put to rest. So that's in Snow's castle. Well, was it Snow's castle or is it the Queen's castle? Because Snow's castle, wasn't that one destroyed? And aren't they in Regina's castle? Well, yeah, yeah. So Regina's castle, we're still calling it that. But it's, you know, she married into it. That's the thing. So, it yeah, it looked like a regular gathering. It didn't look like it was a big ball or anything. It was just... Because, like, if you looked over, Belle wasn't in, like, a big ball gown. She was just in a normal dress and stuff. Mm -hmm. Rumple is, what do you think, escaped? Oh, I uh, yes. I, he's got to still be the dark one because he's still under control of that knife. Yeah. So I think he used his magic and escaped. But he can bleed. Or do you think he healed from that? Oh, I think he healed from that. Okay. I mean, I think... Anytime, like, he got pricked or anything, he would bleed a little, right? right? He didn't automatically heal. Yeah, and we didn't see a cut on him afterward. Right. So I was wondering, is this a hint that he's mortal and he can be killed? But then we got to see what Regina, or what, I'm so used to saying Regina here <laughs> as the evil person, but what Zelina wanted to get, which was a black stone, I think. Well... Originally, I wrote down, well, I knew that she wanted his blood. As soon as I saw him get cut, I was like, she needs his blood for something. But I thought it was a heart originally, like a dried up dark heart when I first saw it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. It's that night root. That was night root that she took out. Oh, okay. That was, yeah. So, because that's what she used in Charming's tea. Yeah. Because at first, like I said, I thought it was a heart. 
And I'm like, I wrote that down. I'm like, whose heart is that? Who's got such a dried up dark heart? Like it had to have been someone that did something wrong. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's that's that dark root. I do wonder how many other people is she going to trap with something like this if she's going to? And how is she going to keep manipulating people and working her way into the inside circle before (laughs) Emma or someone discovers her? Well, she like she took a part of Charmaine's courage, so she can't do that for everyone because then they'll they'll catch on. So yeah. like, like maybe like they'll take the happiness from someone and like I don't know like they'll she'll take different feelings or different aspects of each different person, whatever <laughs> their whatever their um their key thing is. I wonder what she would do if she got to the seven dwarves. Bashful would suddenly be courageous. <laughs> grumpy would suddenly be happy. Happy would suddenly be grumpy. <laughs> that would be really funny to see. I would love to see that. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that we love to see, we love to see uh, you helping us and being producers with us kind of of this podcast by donating to it. It costs quite a bit to run the podcast. I'm looking for ways I can reduce the cost, but we really appreciate the donations and support that you give us uh, for running the podcast and specifically Steve Johnson, David Newland, and Lisa Slack. Thank you so much for your donations. You are ongoing donators. Each of these are subscribers, so they're automatically donating each month and we really appreciate that support. But also, Genevieve Miller has donated to support this episode, and she wanted to uh, have a special message with this episode, and that is that Genevieve wrote a book. It's all about knitting, but here's what you'll love about it. It's a book of patterns, knitting patterns, inspired by the fairy tale characters from Once Upon a Time. Get that? Oh, that's cool. It's called Once Upon a Knit. It's available on Amazon, and we'll have a link to this in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 136. So check that out. If you're a knitter, I think you'll really enjoy this. Big thank you to Genevieve Miller for sending that in as well for us. And check that out in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 136. Or if you'd like to donate to support an episode of Once Podcast, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor or start your own website with unlimited hosting, unlimited bandwidth, and unlimited websites by going to oncepodcast.com slash Bluehost. Now, getting back into this, I, I, I want to give a nice shout out here because I know people are thinking it. Of, there was this nice Captain Swan scene. Yes. I, w- I was going through it. I was watching it. I'm like, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss. <laughs> I, I, I'm pushing for Neil. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of that too. But I see what they're doing. And in some ways, you know, talking about Neil, I have to wonder why is Emma so concerned about him if she may not have feelings for him anymore? Is it just he's a friend and I'm concerned about where he is? She had a kid with him. So yeah. he's going to be a part of her life, even though she might not be like completely in love with him anymore of course she's going to care for him and she's going to want the well-being of him so that henry has a father yeah if it can be broken it means it still works is what hook said about her heart yes and interesting when he said i'm happy about that or that makes me glad something like that i thought he was going to say something about well that you're no longer with him or that you're no longer dating a flying monkey or anything (laughs) like that but instead, it was this about he is actually happy that her heart's broken. And I can see the 
the the save here in that because it's it's like well i'm glad i can feel pain because it means that i'm still alive right well like and it just means that he still thinks he has a chance with her and that's something that we'll see develop with each of these episodes as we go along is how they connect and bond or I, I'm still standing behind the idea that maybe Hook will eventually sacrifice himself so that Neil and Emma can be together. Oh, I like that. I, I like seeing that. That would be really cool, like redeeming himself and showing that he does care. Right. Because so much of the episodes have been uh, his his selfishness, but yet some change that we've seen in his character, some significant change in different ways. And by the way... He has something to hide from the last year. Any ideas? Without sharing any spoilers you may know? I do, and I'm not going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was listening, I was watching that. I'm like, oh, could it be that? Could it be that? And then, so I just won't say anything about that. Well, my guess <laughs> is then, because I stay away from spoilers, and I know you aren't, if anyone isn't familiar yet, Hunter provides our spoilers for us, and now she and Jacqueline discuss those in our main dis- in our main episodes on Wednesdays. But I have an unspoiled perspective here. I think either Hook met some other lady that he started to fall in love with, but based on the way that he's acting with Emma, I would say eh, probably not. But the other thing is, I think that Hook might have gone through some horrible circumstance, torture maybe, something that he's ashamed of, something that was dark, maybe some bad decisions he made. I don't know. It's We'd love to hear your feedback on this. Please email us. Uh, email us about anything here with this episode. Just put in the subject line, The Tower, and send that to feedback at oncepodcast.com, or you can call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221, or go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website to us. Were you thrown off at the beginning of the episode, too, when Snow was announcing she was pregnant? Yeah, because, well, then they went ahead nine months, so it looks like she just found out she was pregnant, and she looked a little bit more than one month pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, she looks quite large to be one month. Yeah, I even said to Jenny, we were watching it together, and I said jokingly to Jenny, as Snow is just about to confess something, I said, I'm pregnant. And then she said, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. They don't know yet, even though she clearly looks pregnant. Right. Because she is. I I thought that he had already told her, and that is why he had the dream with Emma about the baby and everything like that. I didn't know that it was a pre, like, a thought in his head that maybe he thought that she was pregnant and had the dream. You know, with the way that they're working with this, in the last couple episodes, we've seen one year ago. In this episode, we've seen nine months ago. It makes Mm -hmm. me wonder if what they're doing in these past visions is that they're going to work us up chronologically, not jump around between time over the last year like they have with other flashbacks, but to follow it progressively up until the point. And then maybe at some point during this second half of the season, like maybe when we're not quite to the complete end of the season, but near the end, they'll merge these two stories together and then we'll move on from there in a different way. Yeah, I would love to see that. I love the idea of them going chronologically so I don't have to keep in my head which one, what came before what and where it is in the storyline. Because that was a big problem for me, first and second season. 
Yeah. Like, you'd see something, you're like, wait, did this already happen yet? Or So if they keep going in the way they are, it'll be very good. And to be telling us things like nine months ago or nine months later helps. Yeah. They, it seems like they base the times that they tell us on the screen on whatever that first scene is. Like here we started in the past, and so then we jump forward nine months later to the present. Mm-hmm. Whereas other times we've started in the present, so the text would say one year ago and then present day. Do you think Rumpelstiltskin is going mad? I thought it was an act. I think it, I definitely think it was an act. Spin the madness in the way. All the voices in my head will be quiet when I'm dead. I th- I think it's an act. I mean, he he's the dark one. He knows how to manipulate people and everything. So I think he knew that if he just acts crazy enough, Zelina will let her guard down somehow and he could break free. And it seems like that's what maybe he did. Because the lock, I couldn't really get a good view of the lock from the outside to see if it looked like something was done. It to me, it, the one like the, on the storm door, mm-hmm. it looked like something blasted it. At least to me, like like from the inside, like or something like shot something and it blasted open. But I do wonder how much can he do if Zelina has the dagger. I think because she has a dagger, she has control over him, like, and can summon him or, like, say, you're going to go do this. Kind of like, um, like the owner of the bottle and, and, like, the genies and stuff like that, like, has control over him that way. Like, he still has free will, but let's say she says, come to me now, like, he has to. Yeah, I can see that. And in some way commanding him and he has to obey because we saw some of that just there in that jail Mm -hmm. and if if you think back it was whoever had the dagger has control over the dark one and we would assume can't be hurt by the dark one or i would assume that i would assume that yeah the hooded figure i kind of had a feeling like the when she when rapunzel was calling it the the witch then the weight was climbing up and going after Charming and all that stuff. I was like, that's got to be their figure or it's in their head or something like that. And then when it was them, that was like really kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I was thinking it might be Rumpelstiltskin, that Zelina was controlling him and that whatever it was that she broke up into Charming's tea before we knew about Nightroot and realized that's what it was. I was thinking maybe it was some kind of tracking system or hallucinogen or something like that. Almost like the the wraith where you you branded someone. Rumpelstiltskin branded Regina and so the wraith was going after her. That maybe that's what Zelina did to David. But it was himself. And how weird would that be to have to kill yourself in front of you like that? Um, I think it was... I don't know, um, Aaron might know more about this, but I think there was a Buffy episode or an Angel episode where it dealed with the same type of thing, where you had to fight yourself, Mm. or it was in a horror film. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's one of those things. And I kind of, that was in the back of my head. So I'm like, it has to be in their head. They have to be fighting something. And then uh, right before the hood came off, it was like, it's him. It's got to be him. (laughs) I don't know. I just might watch too many horror films. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, this one was getting close. 
But yeah. it, it didn't seem nearly as freaky as the trailer made it seem. No, it, but it was still really cool like to have something watching you and it just appearing in the shadows and behind you and not knowing about it. That's like one of my big things. If I'm ever in the woods, it's like, I hope no one's following or peering at me around trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, someday you'll have to confront it and you'll discover that it's actually you. Yeah, that's it. It'll, it'll be me and I'll just stab me. Well, one of the ways that we appreciate that you stab us with kindness out there is, and we really appreciate it, we do in this sense, is leaving reviews for us in iTunes because the reviews in iTunes help other people find us and they encourage us too. And special thanks to Hologirl19 for leaving a review for us at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. We really appreciate that. And if you haven't left a review yet, please go over there and write a review for us or any of the other podcasts that you listen to on Noodle Mix, like our new Resurrection podcast or our Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast or our uh, upcoming revised Under the Dome podcast or our sister podcast for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Any of these, check them out on the websites. You can see all of the links over at noodle.mx and also rate and review those in iTunes, and we'd really appreciate it. How did Zelina know to get the, the back of the sword? Like, they remember how it puffed away in green after he killed himself? Yeah. Like, how did did the sword know to go to her purse? Like, like I don't know. And then I also need to get a screenshot of her purse, because did she take anything from Belle while she had Belle frozen? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Like, is she collecting it all in her magic carp? I'm thinking it's going to be like a carpet bag purse, like from Mary Poppins, that you can just put <laughs> anything in and pull anything you want out. Yeah, there will be a lot of things that we'll want to look into in more detail with screenshots and such, like what else was in Mr. Gold's safe and what else was in her purse? What other little things did we see? Easter eggs and such. Any maybe hidden Mickeys or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get another couple watches and... But we would love your feedback for our upcoming full discussion. We do the podcast live. Uh, Sunday nights we do at 9.15 Eastern Time, our live initial reactions. And then on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, that's GMT minus 5 while we're in, or minus 4 while we're in daylight saving time, over at oncepodcast.com slash live is when we do our full discussions. And we'd love for you to be a part of that by sending us your feedback. Just email that with the title of this episode, The Tower, in the subject line of the email. Send that off to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website. We also have forums, the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 136. And if you can't remember all of this separate stuff, even our Twitter addresses, which we're about to share with you, it's all on the website over at oncepodcast.com. Please do follow us on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at the ramen noodle. And I'm Hunter Hathaway. You can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. And until next time, remember, if it can be broken, it means it still works. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.
Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to be a sponsor for an episode, go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor or start your own website for only a few dollars a month at oncepodcast.com slash bluehost.